I am Danika. And I am Myra. And this is the Black Women Healing Podcast. A space to discuss mental wellness. A space to dive into soul care and vulnerability. Here, we will support you on your journey as you focus on your healing. While also giving you the work along the way. Welcome to Black Women Healing Podcast. Y'all, it's official. We are an Amazon affiliate. And we want you all to join us in purchasing items off Amazon. We actually have our Let's Heal book on Amazon. And you can find it in our description. You can also check out pretty much everything's on Amazon. All right, y'all. We're back with another episode of Black Women Healing Podcast. And I've just been in the 90s mood. So I'm going to do another 90s question. I know i just been throwing them at y'all, but let's do it again. So I want y'all to think about um, three different songs, a 90s song that, you know, just makes you feel good. One that reminds you of Black love and one that just like gets you to want to dance. So three songs, one that makes you feel good, one that reminds you of Black love and one that gets you to want to dance. Danica, would you don't think that hard? It looks like your head's starting to hurt. Because <laughs> that's a lot. Did you you talking about three different like like topics? No, just three different songs. They give you three different vibes. Yeah, but that's not yeah, but you said, it's it's too early for this. Okay. The only thing I even remember you saying right now is the one that makes you think about love. So I'm just going to go with that. <laughs> no, so, these are all three. The one that gets you in a oh good mood, God. black love and dance. Come on. <laughs> good, good mood, black love, dance. Okay. Black love for me would be real love, Mary J. You did not have to sing okay. <laughs> I mean, look, is that not what Black people do? We always want to, we got to get examples because I feel like you're not going to get it, get it if I don't tell you. But that right there, and then a song that, she, I forgot, what's the other ones again? My memory is not working. You want to dance and don't say Montel Jordan. Montel Jordan? You talking about, oh, no, girl, no. <laughs> um, no, it's Friday. Um, uh, a song that makes me want to dance. Uh, a song that makes me want to dance is this song with, uh, I mean, any Afrobeat song, to be honest. But um, it's a song by Burner Boy called Pull Up. If that song, I'm pulling up. Oh, dang, we talking about 90s. Oh, see, it's <laughs> what it's too many instructions. Okay, 90s. So, um, 90s, dance. That's 2000s. Uh, girl, I'm a I'm dang. I'm, I was only seven in the 90s. Dang. <laughs> oh, goodness. Yeah, give okay, us a break. All right. I'm a, okay, I'm over here. I don't know why now I'm on a salt and pepper. I mean, push it. Oh, no, no, no. No, listen. This song um, is JJ Fat and we're here to rock. Uh, what's that song? Uh, way back when I be beatboxing in the beginning. Yeah, yes. that's not yeah. that makes me want to dance. Like, like, suck 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 Okay, all right. <laughs> that that makes me. And then, shit, Myra. This is what was the other one? Basically, say some Michael Jackson. <laughs> Michael, oh my, hold on. So I did too. What's the last one again? Uh, the one that makes you want to dance. You did it. Oh, okay. You did all three. You just stressed me out. Oh my god. <laughs> um, that's a, that's, look, look. 
uh, I'm sorry. Moving on. Like, all right, you go ahead since you you seem to. I feel like you're gonna have this down pack, so I'm gonna let you take over. I'm sorry, y'all. Go ahead. <laughs> I forgot my old instructions. Okay. So the one that puts me in a good mood, I love Sounds of Blackness. I mean, I've said it like a million times on the podcast. Oh. Um, and then the song that reminds me of Black Love, I just think of like the Love and Basketball soundtrack. Um, mm-hmm. So I like the song Wherever You Go. I can't remember who it's by, but I listen to it all the time. Um, and I also like I Like by Guy. So I'm stuck between those two. Okay. <laughs> and then as far as the one that makes you want to dance um i like mary jane by mary j blige i don't know what it is about that song mary jane. <laughs> all night long it's just something about that song that makes me like what it makes it, i don't know it, it's so true that's where that's the iconic that's where really the iconic move come from you know what i'm talking about yeah, i feel like i need to go buy some boots when i listen to it like yes. i'm ready <laughs> Yes. Oh my God. What about you? Okay, so I'm gonna pull all my songs from Monica's playlist. Ooh, okay. So. <laughs> yes, give them to us. Because I feel like Monica was just like Monica and Brandy were just my go-to in the 90s. So every time the beat drops will be the one that makes me want to dance. Okay. Um, why I Love You So Much would be like a song that kind of puts me in the mood for love. And a song that makes me feel good. Um, that's one. That one's hard. Um, I guess the boy is mine. Like I always get in a good Ooh. vibe. Like you know, <laughs> when her and Brandy are trying to battle it out, we'll go with that. <laughs> yeah, Monica is definitely the go-to in the nineties. Yes, I love Miss Monica. Absolutely. So before I introduce you, we like to get names right over here. So before I say your last name, how do you pronounce it? So it's Can Zader. Can Zader. So yep. Can like the can of food and then Zader. Okay. Makes complete <laughs> sense. Thank you so much. Yeah. So today you all, we have Kyler Ken Zader. Um, and I'm gonna go ahead and introduce her. So Kyla is the stage for Endometria's mom, sharing her health and motherhood journey as a digital healthy lifestyle content creator at pinkproverb.com. You can see Kyla on her local media stations in the Baltimore area and YouTube sharing healthy lifestyle recipes, tips, and hacks. She has been featured on ABC, Fox, and the Washington Post. Kyla has had the pleasure of being a part of Jessica Mermaid's Know Your Endo, an empowering guide to health plus hope with endometriosis. The endo what? documentary and blood and guts meg allen codes exposing endometriosis documentary as well as curating content for the endometriosis foundation so welcome kyla thank you so much for joining us today I'm yes to be here this is really really cool yes thank you so much so getting into it um so today you all as you can see we'll be talking about endometriosis so the first question just because we want to make sure we're being informative and really know what we're talking about. So can you explain to us what is endometriosis? And then I added this second piece of like, what are some ways you found easiest to describe this diagnosis to others? Yeah. So, okay. So the first part, what exactly endo is, um, usually when 
people first hear about endo, they think that endometriosis is just really, really bad menstrual pain. Um, and they usually say, and I even said it myself when I first got diagnosed, it's the endo tissue that travels to other parts of our body and it becomes inflamed and causes us a lot of pain. But the correct way to think about endometriosis is that it is endo-like tissue. So it's things that are acting like our estrogen going throughout our body and our body is trying to treat those different elements like it is our endo tissue, but we become inflamed because we realize that that is radical um, objects that we need to attack. So basically anything that acts like the estrogen-like tissue um, can travel throughout your body and your body can't recognize it and it causes us to have extreme pain. And endometriosis is not just menstrual cycle pain. Um, endometriosis can look like having a headache um, during your cycle consistently or having or during ovulation or any time um, that you're experiencing any type of stressful situation with your body. It could look like um, women that have experienced having blindness throughout their cycle or their menstrual cycle in general. Um, mm. It can look like um, irritable bowel syndrome. It can look like um, extreme leg pain. It could be like sharp leg pain in your, your, your legs. And it doesn't have to be, again, it doesn't have to be during your cycle. It could be during your ovulation or anytime your body's extreme, ex experiencing something extreme. So endo looks different on every single woman, um, which is why it's hard to be diagnosed. And the other reason why it's hard to be diagnosed is because the only way to truly know if you have endo is to have a, laparosc a laparoscopy. And that is a surgery you have to be put under for. So a lot of doctors aren't doing that. Um, and mainly when you actually figure out you do have endo, you have to go see a specialist. So it could look, it could look extreme. And, yeah. and pause one second, ladies, my TV, I put it on mute, but I, I'm going to turn it off. Give me one second. <laughs> yeah, go for it. Thank you. So I was curious on what day-to-day -day life looks like for someone who struggles with endometriosis so that we can paint even more of a picture for folks. Yeah, you know, um, I think it's it's a two-part question, right? Because one, it is, what does it look like for a woman who knows she has endo? And then what does it look like for a woman to have endo and not know she has endo? So um, it takes, on average, a woman six to 10 years to be diagnosed with endometriosis. And about three to four doctors is the average before a woman actually runs into a doctor that's like, hey, we need to go through this process to figure out exactly what's happening with you. And usually- like, You pause and repeat that one more <laughs> I gotta write that down because that is like astonishing in a bad way. Can you- Yeah. So it takes a, an average of six to 10 years for a woman to be diagnosed with endometriosis. And an average of like three to four doctors before a, doc, a, a woman actually runs into a doctor that believes that now they need to figure out if endometriosis is the cause of her pain. And if you are a minority woman, it usually takes longer because historically in textbooks, it has said that endometriosis is a white woman's disorder. So that is something that has been historically incorrect. And half of it is because we weren't a part of the studies, right? So when they were studying endometriosis um, in the early 70s and the 60s, they didn't include us in the studies. Um, so of course that data is going to be jaded. Um, and they've changed the medical textbooks 
to remove that language. However, if you're a doctor who has been in the game for more than 20 years, you're not going back to your textbooks, <laughs> which, which causes this, this cycle of a lot of women not being diagnosed in a long period of time. So for me, it took about 15 years before being diagnosed. And that looked like me taking a lot of pain pills. That looked like me um, missing a lot of school, missing a lot of family activities, and just trying to manage this pain. Every time I would go to the doctor, they would prescribe me a different type of birth control um, before the whole pandemic around drugs and opioids. I was given every opioid under the sun. I would they would give me like the horse pills. Like I had a medicine cabinet full of different type type of pain pills. And I did a video when I first started kind of sharing my journey on YouTube of me throwing away all my pain pills. And even looking back, like I did that before I even understood how to manage my pain, but I knew that there had to be a better way. And I knew mm -hmm. that, you know, something had to change for me. So for a woman who doesn't even know she has endo, you are managing pain. You are trying to survive every single day and your mm -hmm. cycle is the highlight of your life. So two weeks before your cycle, you're taking pain pills just to amp up for the day that it drops. <laughs> and then, then you're amping up the day of, you're probably at home in your bed, you're probably going through a lot of vomiting, muscle spasms and things of that nature. And you'll probably have like maybe one and a half weeks every month to just live life regularly. So a woman with endo can experience pain, of course, while her cycle is on during ovulation. And then anytime that you're doing anything that your body doesn't like, that carries those hormones. So when we think about in estrogen-like hormones that act like endo endometriosis tissue in our body, it's, that's meat that has the extra hormones, that's milk that has the extra hormones, that's plastic, plastic items that we're using that carry those type of estrogen-like material that react in our, react in our body. Mm. So uh, it's a lot of things that we have to think about when you're going through that process. But once you figure out you have endo, <laughs> that is a little bit different, right? So you are realizing that you have to pay a little bit more attention to the food that you eat. So you probably come a little bit more particular with your food. You start to pay more attention to the things that give you flare-ups or cause you to react. Um, and you're, man you're managing your stress on a day-to-day -day basis. So stress is another factor where if you become extremely stressed out, it's not one of those things that you can just say, I'm stressed. No, you're gonna feel it. <laughs> you're gonna feel it. And every single inch of your body, you're gonna feel it. So. It's all about self-care, self-management, um, figuring out your diet uh, and figuring out your lifestyle so that you're able to be pain-free or come close to being pain-free. And it's a journey. It took me years to figure out how to become pain-free, but, um, but you could do it. Yeah, thank you for breaking that down. Like, mm -hmm. I feel like I'm learning so much. I didn't really know much about the difference between this and like cystic fibrosis. And now that, you know, we're having these conversations, I feel very fortunate to learn about these things this is important to know and mm -hmm. you know it makes me curious about the ways that endo affects your mental health mm. what that looks like and maybe ways that you even cope with it because I'm sure it has some type of effect oh absolutely I think um there there's definitely the PTSD that a lot of women have to deal with when you are a woman with endometriosis because once you're diagnosed you're like oh, 
finally, like somebody believed me, but because you've had years of doctors telling you it was in your head or you don't know, you're, you don't, you're not really seriously in pain or doubting you, it makes you feel like maybe I should be doubting what I know is true, right? So then a woman has to go through those, those steps and those process to rebuild herself. And I, I'm glad that you asked that question because a lot of a lot of people don't realize that it's not just a pain game, like it is a mental game. Um, and then learning how to communicate it with your parents and your partners and your family members, like it's, it's easy um, for a woman to be in a like, so if we're looking at a scale from one to 10, a woman with endometriosis could be in, in level eight pain 80% of her life, but she knows how to mask that, right? Like she knows how to pop a pill or, you know, how to actually get through that or put on a smiling face. It's just, a t it's a 10 level pain where she like is dehabilitating in a dehabilitating state where she can't mask that, that people see. So it's very hard to say that you're always in pain and people can't see it, right? Like if you're bleeding, people see it. But for an individual that is in extreme pain all the time, like you get to a point where you either one, learn how to communicate properly <laughs> or you learn how to hide it drastically. Um, and I've been on both sides of those spectrums and, and both are very difficult, right? To communicate that. And to anybody who's struggling with that, I think one of the best ways that, or breakthroughs that I had um, was when they, well, you know, we didn't have a last year because of COVID, but during the endometriosis month, there was always marches and speeches and things of that nature. Like taking my family members to that and having them experience it with me, right? And hearing other women's stories, like that was a breakthrough moment. And um, even for my mom, like she is my biggest advocate she was the one that was taking me from doctor to doctor to doctor. And it was in my thirties that we went to end of March and we're both in there crying because we realized that, you know, it was literally a lot more than just, you know, what I was saying, right. Or what I would verbalize. So even with the teenage girls out there or um, teenagers, let me make sure I'm using my language correctly. A teenager who's going through a menstrual cycle. If your child is always sleeping, or exhausted um, beyond just like having menstrual pain, like that's just not your child being lazy. <laughs> that's not your child just like having moments. She or he um, may be going through a lot during during that life, during their, that time period in their life because it's exhausting. Like it's like, what do you do after you have major surgery or um, you have major pains from anything, right? Like your body has to rebuild. So that child's going to be exhausted for a large period of their life beyond going through extreme pain. So yeah, it's, it's difficult to communicate. Um, and it can play a huge mental game on anybody. So if it's a loved one that's listening, like I would say, um, allow that individual to find a safe space to communicate everything that's happening, even when they don't have a cycle. And even if it's in the form of a journal or a letter or email, like allow that safe space for where they don't feel guilty for what they're going through. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. You know, you talk about being on this other side now where you're able to communicate yourself. 
And so it makes me pose the question to you of what would you say to someone who continues to mask their pain because maybe they feel like they won't be heard or they're trying to find that voice? What would be maybe one tip that you'd give to them or a word of encouragement that you would give to them to help push them to start to use their voice? Because in these spaces, their voices need to be heard, especially mm-hmm. if experiencing pain like that. So what is something you would say to them? Um, you know, it's difficult. It's not easy. Uh, and now, now that I am a mom, an endo mom, so I'm dealing with a lot of things. I can't, I can't say I do it the best. Right. But I think it is important to have, um, a safe word when you're dealing with your family, you know, we laugh at Kevin Hart and his safe word pineapples, right? Like I have to figure that out with my husband and my loved ones where they know, like, mommy may not be in extreme pain, but she's exhausted. Like she really can't think like she has brain frog. She can't, she can't do anything else. She has exhausted herself. Um, So being able to figure out like, how do you share with your loved ones? Hey, at this moment, I know I look fine, but I'm not fine. And even if it's like, hey, I'm going to leave a note and let you guys know what I'm going through or, um, even just overly communicating like, hey, this is what endometriosis is. If it's pulling up articles and sharing with your loved ones so that they understand the full scope, that has helped as well. But um, if you have a chance to go to an endo march or just be a part of a speaker series or something like that, bring your loved one with you because that's gonna open up the gates of you feeling safe enough to share that you're going through that same thing. Would you say that you would apply that to like friends also? Because I'm thinking about like for someone who might be in their 20s trying to navigate hanging out with friends, trying to navigate dating, Mm -hmm. going to the club, whatever hanging out looks like. I'm wondering like them navigating that part of their life. Those are big things. So hard. It's so hard. Um, I did it, right? Like (laughs) I remember when I first found out um, I had endo. It was, uh, it was when I, I think it was 27. I think it was 27 when I found out I had endo. And my doctor automatically put me on Lupron, right? I don't necessarily recommend it. If you if you want more information or want to know like what that was for me, go to my YouTube channel because the video is there. Um, but I remember my girlfriend having a, uh, she had her, her what do you, bachelorette party. She had a bachelorette party in Miami. And, you know, everybody's turning up and I'm like, oh, great, great, great. But when you're on Lupron, you cannot drink. <laughs> and Lupron is a shot. It's not something that it's not like a pill I can take and then like not take a couple hours later, or this, and the other. And, you know, you, you don't want to be the Debbie Downer or the one that's like, no, I can't do that. Girl, I cannot eat fried chicken. Girl, I do not eat anything that's not organic. I do not eat red meat, right? Like you don't ever want to be the person that is a list giver, <laughs> But at okay. the same time, like you're trying to balance it, but it happens, right? Like when you are a woman who has endo, for you to reach the level of being pain-free, you're going to change your life drastically. Um, and unfortunately, my circle of friends changed. Ooh. And that was, and, and I won't say it was because of endo, but it was because my whole lifestyle changed. I realized what I wanted, how I wanted it, and I wasn't accepting anything less. Like I couldn't, and even not even the going out part, but just the drama part. When you're in your 20s, like drama is everything. We watch reality TV all day. Girl, you can't have that drama in your life. <laughs> like, 
you can't, you can't, you, it's just, those are the conversations you should be having. Um, but you'll get there and it's trial and error because did I drink while I was on Lupron? Girl, yes, I did. And did I pay the price? Yes, I did. Like, <laughs> so you, you figure it out, um, but give yourself grace, understand that you are human, um, but also understand that every cause has an effect. So the more, mm -hmm. more you know, the more that you have to be held accountable for, for yourself. Mm. So it's a journey, girl. It's not easy. Um, looking back, if I could do anything different, I don't know if I would because I was still fighting for my dreams. I was still trial and error. And just unfortunately, I had a had the the token of pain that came with every single mistake, right? Like every single drink that I had, girl, I paid for. <laughs> and I still pay for um, because you know there's days I still want a glass of wine but I know like girl you better be drinking your water get your chlorophyll in if you're trying to balance this out um, because I'm not going to just be um, a lump on, on a log right like I'm still going to live but I know what my consequences are and what I have to do to stay balanced because it's a lifestyle it's not just you know it's not just a whim diagnosis this is your lifestyle Thank you for yes. talking about that. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah. In um, yeah, in our next question, um, we wanted to ask more about like resources that you are yes. aware of. Because I hear you talking about, which I absolutely love when we get like this personal piece, like you're giving a lot of personal, like how you've handled it, mm -hmm. like which just makes us feel more connected to like, this is a real thing. You're a real person you've experienced mm -hmm. it so what are some uh, resources that you're aware of that has helped you through your journey okay resources so first and foremost y'all have to get y'all some endo girlfriends like it's a must like you have to join the facebook groups you need to be following different groups on instagram and then when you join those groups connect with at least one girl and you become besties right? And you don't always have to talk about endo, but just the simple life factors, right? Like having somebody to, to really understand what you're going through just in general, like, girl, I'm at this beach. It's example to the 20, 20 year olds, right? Like, girl, I'm at this beach party and I, I just drunk this mojito. I'm gonna pay for it later, right? Like having somebody to, to actually be there and understand what you're going through is great. Um, and then when you join those Facebook groups and those, just those, Instagram groups, like you'll see so many tidbits in there about who to go through for surgery, who not to touch for surgery, like um, what you should be eating, herbs that work for people, vitamins that work for people and things of that nature. Um, and I have a, a list on my blog as well for that, but um, Indo Black is a must. I don't even care if you're not Black and you're listening, like you still need to join Indo Black because there's a lot of tips in there. Um, mm -hmm. And there's there's definitely a couple more on my blog. I am I have a little mommy brain frog right frog 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 fog right now, but you can definitely go and um, on my blog and check it out. Um, if you just put in endometriosis on my blog, like you'll see a whole bunch of stuff pop up. So definitely check that out. But yeah, I think that's important. And then as far as resources to help you heal. Um, I am two years pain-free. Like I just celebrated my pain-free anniversary, right? And it's, it's a journey. Um, and I always say that, you know, I'm 
I'm being healthy my way because I am not vegan. I'm not vegetarian um, because I'm from the South and I still love to go to a good barbecue every now and then. And I'm not, I'm not going to lie to myself, right? Um, but I feel like it's all about balance and understanding what you need to give your, yourself to feel healthy and feel good. Um, so making sure you're, that you're getting enough rest, um, making sure that you're taking your vitamins, putting chlorophyll in your water is a A plus guaranteed way to balance yourself out. Um, foods that don't have hormones or added hormones, like delete that. If you want red meat, cool, eat red meat, but make sure it's grass fed because you can taste the difference and your body will know the difference when you do that. So yes, spending a couple extra dollars to make sure that you have food that is consistent with your lifestyle is important, but it doesn't mean you can't go out. <laughs> it doesn't mean that you can't go to brunch. Um, if you're at brunch and you are drinking alcohol, stay away from alcohols that have added sugar. And, you know, a good mojito with herbs, honey, might go a little extra mile. Like it's not going to put you in the best place, but it's not going to put you in the worst place either. Um, so keep that in mind. And I do actually have a resource that I'm working on. So just if you are looking for endo resource, um, it's coming out soon. Yes. Thank you for going over all that. Those are really helpful. And, yeah. you know, we always ask our guests as we wrap up to share a takeaway. And the takeaway can be anything, your favorite quote. A tip you want to share, a word you're feeling for the week, whatever. What is the takeaway that you like to share? Um, grace is everything. Mm -hmm. And you are not going to be the perfect Indo woman. Like no woman is going to be perfect on this journey. And give yourself grace to live, to be, to experience the things that you love, but be creative with it. Like if you know you love bread, like take some time to figure out how to do carbless bread or you know, get in the kitchen and have fun with it that way. But just extend grace to yourself and others because you will get in a better place if you just take one step every single day and figure out what works for you. So y'all, we have to shout out our friends over at Fiverr. We are officially a Fiverr affiliate. And I love Fiverr because you can literally go to them for any type of project you might wanna work on, whether it be if you need a new logo, you need help with the resume, you need help with social media, they help you over there. So go ahead and check out our friends over at Fiverr. That's five E-R-R. -R. So five with two R's at the end. So go ahead and check them out with the link in our bio and tell them that we sent you. All right, so I just wanted to wrap up and ask some things that my friend is enjoying this week. I want to talk about some things that feel good, things you may have discovered, all the things. I want to hear about all the things. Not all, all the things. All the things. Um, <laughs> so um, I guess in alignment with this episode, really, um, I really did enjoy the fact that we are talking more about like these issues and diagnosis that I feel like we don't talk about enough especially within black women yeah. so like I just feel like I've been learning so much and it's still so much I'm still be like I'm, I'm confused but I feel like we're talking about it you know and if I'm confused I'm pretty sure there's other people who are here who are confused so the fact that we have been having these guests so I mean even just thinking about it right now we had PCOS now we just had endometriosis and I know we're going to have one on like fibroids. Mm -hmm. And so these three like diagnoses have been, as I've gotten older, have been like, like everywhere. I feel like every 
uh, almost not like for real that is almost every black woman I talk to like either they they're experiencing one of those three or at least they know somebody who are yeah. um and so I'm just like I'm in, I'm literally enjoying the information I'm learning um it's making me you know pay more attention to my body as well um you know so and I'm even being just just being able to um you know trigger not trigger to activate other people's minds about these issues right so like even like my mom I'm like why can my mom like my mom or even like the older generation I feel like they don't talk about this I'm like like do but listen to what she's talking about she's talking about six to ten years they probably just kept it pushing like oh it's just pain nobody gonna listen to me you got it too like who's about to do that exactly so they probably like oh I'm just gonna keep it pushing Cause I can see my mom being like, "Oh yeah, I've been, I've been painful all my life, but I just didn't, I just didn't do nothing." Like, wow. And so that's something that I've been enjoying. What about you? Okay, I don't know if I've been enjoying stuff on that level. <laughs> I've been enjoying the Joe Scott podcast. Um, oh my goodness, so I'm good. Obsessed with that podcast because it's so cool that like her friends don't agree with everything that she says because she's Joe Scott. And like even she says stuff, and I'm just like, Jill, shut up. Like, (laughs) auntie way. Like, I feel really connected to. I'm gonna meet Jill Scott. Like, I could just feel it. Um, Manifesting. She gonna meet. She gonna. She gonna really meet her, y'all. Watch this. I am really gonna meet her and her friends. Like, I I love their connection. I love the conversations that they bring. I love that they're not older black women who are not open to new ideas to current things. Like. I, I just feel so connected to their podcast. Like, I even been listening to old episodes. And, yeah, I'm really loving that. And I'm also loving that I transitioned to natural deodorant and I finally don't stink anymore. Because, I don't know if y'all know, but you got to go through, like, a purging process. And I was smelling kind of funky. But now I got it together and I don't smell like I'm grilling onions in my armpits anymore. So, I'm happy that that, like, nasty phase is over. <laughs> I just was like, have you been showering lately because you smell kind of funky and I was like yes it's my deodorant he was like are you sure and I'm like yes it's the deodorant so finally like my arm your hormones probably off too what did you say your hormones Myra probably are off your hormones are probably off balance too though but you know they say it takes 30 to 60 days for the deodorant to finally like work though yeah 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 so yeah so it finally works now I don't smell too bad (laughs) <laughs> at first I was like damn it's been 10 minutes I already smell like I'm in and out like it was smelling bad girl yeah yeah it's working now so oh my gosh I hope y'all enjoyed this week's episode I know me and Donique was getting real silly talking about my armpits <laughs> but anyway thank y'all for tuning into this week's episode of Black Women Healing Podcast and check out that deodorant actually it's by Lone L-O-N-E all right y'all tell them I sent you <laughs>